0: Hi everyone and thank you so much for tuning in to Grow With Grief, a podcast that aims to make the uncomfortable comfortable and open up the conversations around grief and loss. My name is Katrina and together we will be hearing different stories from different people, how grief has impacted their life and what they've learned from it and together we will create a community that normalizes the conversations around grief and loss. Hi everyone, I hope you are all well. Now, before I get started, I want to say that today we don't have a guest. Today, I'm going to be talking to you and I'm going to try my best to get through this without wobbling or crying or having to stop halfway through. I already tried to record this episode a few days ago and I had to stop and give myself that time, because it got a little bit too much. But I really want to share this message with you. Hopefully, I can get through this, and hopefully, it gives just a bit of an insight into my life, into my journey, and can give you all something to take away too. So today is Tuesday, the 7th of July, 2020. I'm currently sat in my brand new house, moved in yesterday, Will has had to go to work so I'm in this house on my own, the dog's sniffing around and I found myself reflecting on my morning walk. So today actually marks a decade since my mum passed away and I wanted to share my biggest learnings and hurdles with you. So 10 years, that's 3,650 days, 87,600 hours. Yet I still remember it like it was yesterday. Equally though, at times, it feels like such a distant memory and I catch myself trying to desperately remember her, her laugh, her smile, or even just what she looked like sometimes. So over the last 10 years, I've learned a lot through my grief. And it's been a very turbulent journey. So, I want to share it with you all in the hope that my lessons, my mistakes, my newfound hope can give you something to take away for yourself or for someone you know. I think it's really important to note here that grief isn't just about death. And whilst my experience of grief started this way, grief can present itself in many different forms. It's the end of something, perhaps the end of a relationship, having to leave a country or hometown, the end of a friendship, even the passing of a pet. All of these situations can reflect emotions of grief within ourselves and it's important to know that they are valid. Grief or suffering is not comparable. It has no measure, no scale and our own grief is always going to feel worse. And looking back over the last decade, I can now see how the lack of understanding around my own grief allowed me to make some good, but also not so good decisions. And it provided me with lots of lessons. Lesson number one, grief is love. Now, when somebody asks me to try and describe grief, I find it really hard to put it into words. It's such an extremely individual emotion but for me the words that come to mind are numbing, confusing, icky, uncomfortable, gut-wrenching. It feels like somebody is grabbing my heart, twisting it round, and then shattering it into a thousand tiny pieces. It physically hurts. It's throwing up, being sick in the middle of the night, it's having migraines, your body aching all over, it's fear and anxiety. For a long time after my mum died I struggled to eat without feeling nauseous. I didn't recognise that this was a part of my grief and a lot of people thought that I was just being picky with my food. I really struggled to sleep. I had extremely vivid nightmares that impacted my quality of sleep so I spent the days feeling exhausted and drained and again, so many people thought that I was just being a typical sleepy teenager that wanted to sleep in until midday. I had a lack of concentration, a lack of drive, a lack of passion. I just couldn't sit still. I, it, was, it was confusing and scary and pretty much the worst physical or emotional pain that I've ever felt. But along with pain, grief is also love. It's loving someone or something that is no more. It's reflecting on memories and moments that are so ingrained in your being that they will always be a part of you. It's laughter and joy and knowing that the person or thing that is no more was once there and you have all of these amazing incredible memories and lessons that they have given you that will never be able to leave you. Grief is a journey. Lesson two, grief is a part of you but it doesn't define you. So grief does not get better with time. You don't get over it. And yes, I have had somebody tell me to do this. Grief is a part of you. It may not show up in every second of your life as it perhaps did at the start. And maybe it doesn't cast a forever shadow of clouds and rain above you. But it is still there. It will show up at the times that you least expect it. Heck, I started crying at a McDonald's advert the other day. And when it does rear its ugly unwanted head, it will feel just as painful, just as gut-wrenching and icky as the first time you felt it. However, you will find a way of sitting with it, listening to it, acknowledging it, and then find the courage to take a step forward. You build your life alongside your grief, and whilst it is a part of you, it does not define you. Lesson number three, grief isn't just death. For so long I always believed that grief was only reserved for death but once I'd experienced death I started to realise that grief showed up in so many different ways in my life. The loss of a job, the loss of a partner or friend, the loss of a pet, the loss of your own sense of self. Grief is something that is no more. After my mum died as me and my friends were only 15 I lost a lot of friendships. Many of my friends at the time, they just didn't know how to cope with such a significant event, and their only response was to retreat. Now, I don't hold any anger or resentment towards this, although at the time it was really painful and confusing, and it felt like another loss had just been piled on top of what had already happened. But I can see now that for them, it was the best thing. I've since realised that when shit hits the fan, some people run like wildfire because they don't want to get crap on them. Some will stand at the sidelines watching you get covered whilst they try and figure out a way to turn the fan off, and others will stand next to you and wait for it to end. Okay, I realise that's a pretty bad analogy, but the truth is, not everyone will stay by your side. Not everyone will understand or want to understand, and that is okay. I've been left with a small group of the most incredibly beautiful friendships who stood by my side as I laughed, cried and everything in between, and the other people leaving was a blessing in disguise and that has nothing against them but you soon realize that not everyone is your forever people the quote that I love the most is friends for a reason there's friends for a season and there's friends for a lifetime and I am so happy and blessed to have my friends for a lifetime lesson number four grief is a teacher and it's not always like miss honey sometimes it's a little bit more like miss trunchbull so my grief just shaped me. It's been the reasoning behind so many of my good and not so good decisions. It's changed my perspective of the world. It's given me empathy and allows me to see the light within people. It's directed me towards my purpose and towards the way in which I'm able to give back to the world. So here's an example of one very big lesson that my grief taught me. So when I was 20, only four years after my mum died, I had very little value for my life. I was at university at this point but after years of depression and anxiety trying to find balance and control through alcohol and food I saw myself as a burden. I was only there to serve others and not to provide service to myself. I still carried around a silent blame that my anticipatory grief had caused my mum's death and that I was selfish and weak because I was still hurting when after all my mum had been through she managed to stay so strong how dare I now find this hard. And throughout all of this feeling, that is when I met, let's call him Frank. No offense to any Franks out there, but it's the first name that I don't associate with someone that I know. So I stayed with Frank for about two years and the first few months were wonderful. I actually really believed that I was starting to feel better in myself. I thought that i had finally found happiness, that this was it, my life was sorted. And that is when the relationship turned. So I was in an emotionally abusive relationship for two years. And that literally brought me to my knees and burned whatever confidence, value, or hope I had left for myself to the ground. Once this ended, it was a catalyst for me. In one of those last conversations with Frank, right after my sister had lost her baby boy and my granddad was diagnosed with cancer, he told me, everything bad always happens to you it's been six years since your mum died, shouldn't you be over it by now? Now I'm not sure what happened in this moment but it was a turning point for me, it made me realise the beauty of valuing yourself, recognising the magic that you have within you, it also taught me the value of forgiveness, now Frank hurt me a lot, mentally, emotionally, and it has taken me a very long time to get to this place of forgiveness. But without that experience, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be with my current partner, Will, a man who I know respects and values me with patience and the biggest heart. I wouldn't have accepted that not everything in life has an explanation. Sometimes shitty things happen, and we can either let them consume us, trying to find reasoning, taking over our life, and leading us down a path of bad decisions. All we can choose to accept, acknowledge and use it as a force for good. It took me eight years to get to this point. And I'm not saying people need to be exposed to such circumstances in order to have this perception of life. But for me, it was an experience that my grief led me to. An experience based on the choices that I made as a repercussion of the grief that I was holding and hiding within me. So my biggest lesson is that grief should not be silenced. Grief should be an open conversation that we do not feel scared to have. Grief and loss when contained will eat you up. But grief grief and loss explored and expressed will provide a safe haven and an understanding for so many. Lesson five, grief can make way for beauty. There are many things that I am grateful to my grief for. Now, I'm not saying I'm grateful that my mum died I would do anything and take back anything that I have learned in the last 10 years just to have her by my side, but I am grateful for the fact that I now appreciate the world through a different lens. I'm grateful that I have a deeper relationship with my dad, my sister, and my brother, That my childhood friendships still remain and we can talk about everything no matter how painful or embarrassing. I'm grateful for my stepmom, a connection and friendship that I never would have had otherwise. I'm grateful that I can look at nature overwhelmed with amazement for how incredible this earth is, something that my mom can no longer do. I'm grateful for every breath that I take, every memory that I make. I'm grateful that I'm able to provide a community for others, to be a safe place for people to come to and talk, to be a messenger of hope for anybody experiencing grief and loss. Most of all, though, it's made me even more grateful for my mum. It's made me grateful that I had a mum for the first 15 years of my life, something that not many people have. I'm grateful for the memories and the laughter and the lessons that she taught me, both before and after she died. If we look closely, it is possible to find beauty within the darkness, but it's just up to us to decide to look. So lesson six, you can grieve and be happy. Now, this is something that took me a very long time to realise. If you've experienced grief or loss, you've probably felt this overwhelming sense of guilt that I'm about to talk about. You know, when you laugh for the first time after the funeral and you think, should I be laughing right now? Is this really insensitive of me? Or the first time you don't cry on Mother's Day or their birthday, or the time you realise that you haven't mentioned your loved one's name for several days or been thinking about them every single second. Now, as a griever, I believe we put so much expectation and pressure on ourselves to feel a certain way. I didn't cry for the first two weeks after my mum died. I thought there was something wrong with me, that people were going to judge me for it. I believed for so long that my story was something that owned me. It was something I used as an excuse for always being unhappy or angry. But then I realised that I own my story. It was up to me whether I choose to be happy or sad. And it was okay if I wanted to be happy. There's so many times that people told me that my mum would want me to be happy. And while I know that is true, I needed to learn that it was okay to be happy for me and not for her. By constantly living in order to be happy for her, I wasn't truly happy. I was living for someone else, someone who is no longer here. It is okay to find happiness again. It is okay to smile and laugh, to share stories about the person with a fondness, sharing silly memories and giggling away. It is also okay to cry sometimes, to feel sad and to still grieve even 10 years on. So lastly, the final thing that I want to say today is to my mum, wherever you are, whether you can hear me or not, I want you to know I will always love you and I will always miss you. And with every year that passes, every new lesson I learn, new piece of happiness that I discover and every adventure that I create, that will never change forever and always. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I invite you to also come and be a part of the community by connecting with us on Instagram at growwithgrief. Before we go, I want to take the time to thank you. Thank you for tuning in and being part of a community that opens conversation, raises awareness and brings individual perspectives and stories to the forefront of a topic that is often avoided and treated as uncomfortable. The conversations that we have may sometimes bring your own emotions, memories and triggers to the surface and I want to encourage you to know that you are not alone. If you or anyone you care for is in need of support, please reach out to your local support line Or if you are in Australia, you can contact GriefLine by phone on 1300 845 745, who are available from midday to 3am every day.